Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we'll continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. The title of this sermon is, May Christ Dwell in Your Hearts Through Faith. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. The love of Christ. And, and one of the things he talked about is because God is love. And because God loved you when you were yet a sinner. God loves the drag queen. God loves the homosexual. Right? God loves the adulterer. God wants to have a relationship with all of them. But they have to choose to follow them. They have to choose in their heart to confess their sins and repent. They have to choose to follow Jesus Christ. But he loved you when yet you were a sinner. And I've said that before. I knew me. I didn't love me. And yet his, his divine love, he's telling you that God is love, but he who does not love does not know God. And we'll talk about love and truth at the end of this because I, I believe it's very important. I, I'm not going to just love you into heaven. I have to share the truth with you because it tells you that. Paul partners those two things together. God's love is divine. God's love is, is righteousness and goodness. And it's part of His attribute. We talked about that this past weekend on, or this past Wednesday as we talked about the attributes of God. What is going to help you when you're in the storm? Those deep roots, that grounded foundation is going to be knowing the understanding the attributes of God, that He's all-knowing, He stands outside of time, that He's loving, that his, that is not based upon what you do. That, that God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. You need to remember that. I love 1 John 4, 19. It says, when we love Him because He, what? He first loved us. The love of God was the most costly thing known to heaven and earth. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace it cost jesus his life because he loved you he took his the sin that you have my have in the world and put it upon himself because he loved us the love of god is free to all who receive it romans chapter 3 verses 23 and 24 for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god being justified freely by the by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus the love of god is universal it's in 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 and it's offering, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not, should not perish but have everlasting 
life. The love of God is great and is unbounded in its work. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, But God, who is rich in His mercy, because His great love with which He loved us, God's love is unchanging and forever. In John 13, 1, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that His hour had come, that He, had sh- that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved His own who were in the world, He loved them to the end. The love of God is inseparable. You need to highlight this verse or write this one down Romans chapter 8 verses 35 through 39 who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for your sake we are all we are killed all day long we are accounted as sheep for slaughter and yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a beautiful verse. The love of God is perfect. In 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love and finally in all that we do we do in love in first corinthians thirteen three, and though i bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though i give my body to be burned but have not loved it profits profits me nothing if you're to be rooted and grounded in, in the love of christ and you're doing the we're all called to be servants okay nobody's getting out of that if you're a follower of christ you're called to be a servant are you doing it in love our second point here as we see that christ takes residence in the heart as we see it's through faith as we see that we need to have deep roots that we are grounded with a strong foundation in christ and the love of christ we need to know the divine measurements of the love of christ in verses 18 and 19 may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of god it's a word that comprehends and carries. Uh, I love that, that we would be able to comprehend, that we would be able to grasp, to take hold of. That's what that word means in the Greek. It's like you need to be able to take hold of this, to grasp this as a follower of Christ. And Paul is praying this for you. He's praying, why do we say that? Because it's a circulatory letter. It went to all the churches. It was not written just to the church of Ephesus. This, this letter, this epistle was passed from church to church to church. So it's written to us as well. And he's saying, look, you've got to comprehend this. You've got to grasp a hold of this. That you would understand that. And some of you may have breath for width, depending on your version. So what is the breath of his love? Well, we read John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The width is for everyone. It's for everyone. Revelation 7, 9 says, After these things I have looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, all of the nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. The width of every nation, every tongue, every people group couldn't be numbered. I love that. 
I love that. Remember we talked about prejudging and prejudice? Like that's what was happening with the Jew and the Gentile. Like all that stuff needs to go. It's got to go. Because if, if you look at heaven, it's going to be every nation, every tribe, every people group, every tongue standing together with the Lamb. you got to put all that stuff away. That's why Paul spent so much time talking about the, the Jew and the Gentile coming together as one. It's the same thing for us. That's why I was saying if there was somebody to walk through that door that you'd go, oh no, you're prejudging them. Don't do that. Do you think that you walked into the church the first time and everything was perfect? Right? Like, like if you had somebody that was in, in the middle of transitioning and they come in here, are you going to prejudge them at the, as they come through the door? What do they need? They need what? The gospel. They need the gospel of Jesus. Do you think they're going to, that, that it's going to be a light switch overnight? But we have to be very careful not to be pre prejudging people. And I told you, I don't care who you are. You have all dealt with prejudice at some point in your life. Every one of us have. You have prejudged somebody in your lifetime. Why? When we talk about racism, it's a sin. It is a sin. Because if you're to have the love of Christ, and you're to love your neighbor as yourself, that, that width has to be for everybody. It's the width of the cross. Hand to hand. Nailed. To the cross. Jesus died for all of us. The length is forever. I love 1 Corinthians 13.8. It's usually used for weddings. But it says love never ends. As for prophecies they will pass away. As for tongues they will cease. As for knowledge it will pass away. But love never ends. It's forever. The length of God's love is forever. God's love is long enough to last through all eternity. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 4 through 5. Says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasures of his will. I love that because it's like before the foundation of the world, before all of that, he chose us. His love is, is, is long enough for eternity, his love lasts through eternity. The depth is, is even death on the cross. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 through 8, it says, But he made himself no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death of the cross. The depths of his love go all the way down into the deep, miry muck of the horrible pit that you are all in, including me. In Psalm 40, verse 2, it says, He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and He set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. Some of us were deep in that horrible pit, and yet He reached down and He grabbed you and set you upon the rock. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, it says, For He made Him to, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. He reached down in the depths when we were in sin with His amazing love. God's love is deep enough to reach the worst sinner. You may have somebody in your life right now going, there's no way that God will reach that person. Don't stop praying for them. Don't stop seeking and asking and knocking that they come to faith. Don't give up. Because God can reach the depths of the horrible pit 
I've told you, there are people that you go, there's no way that person came to faith. Jeffrey Dahmer. That dude ate people. And he came to faith in Christ at the end of his life. And you're going, what? That's how the depths of his love is. Maybe somebody that we would go, there's no way. The son of Sam. New York City. Same thing. Came to faith in prison. Praise God for prison ministry, right? Prison ministry reaches a lot of people in the depths of the horrible pit. And you know what? I love it. Because that's how, how deep Christ's love is. His height. The height of His love is enough to lift you up. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, And He raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's high enough to take us to heaven. In 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, See what kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why we... Uh, why the world does not know us is that it did not know him beloved we are god's children now and what we will be has not yet appeared but what we know that when he appears we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is god's love is high enough to take you to heaven as we talked about it his the width of his love is is stretched out on his hands to the cross slain the length of his love is in revelation 13 8 and all who dwell on the earth will worship him whose name have not been written in the book of life of the lamb slain at the foundation of the of the world how deep does jesus go how how, how far is the depths my god my god why have you forsaken me all done on the cross as he takes our sin upon him and he's separated from from god at this moment that's how how the depths of his love is as he's being crucified, we see the height of his love. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We see the, the foundation and the root, rooted and grounded love of Christ on the hill of Calvary at the cross. Whenever you're struggling, you're trying to understand the love of Christ, look to the cross. Remember what Jesus did for you. In verse 19, it says, To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And to understand the vastness of His love. And he's saying that we, we, he, he wants us to grasp that and comprehend the knowledge that we would be filled with the fullness of God. Unfortunately, what happens with a lot of Christians is they begin to drift and they get filled with other things. Instead of being filled with the love of Christ, they begin to be filled with the world. And they begin to have the Holy Spirit is there, but it's more of the flesh that's taken over now. And their responses are of the flesh. And, and you're going, man, I thought you were a Christian, bro. What's going on? See, when we're filled with the, the fullness of God, it overflows out of our life. It overflows. If I'm walking with God, then that should overflow into my marriage. Right? If, my, if, my, if, if Christ is dwelling in my heart and he's, had, he's got all of my heart and I'm rooted and grounded in the love of Christ, it should impact my marriage. It should impact my family. It should impact the people that I come in contact with because it should overflow out of me, the love of Christ. What happens is some, sometimes we slip back into foolish and sinful habits and we forget the love of Christ. And that's where Satan wants you. 
He wants you back into the temptations, back into the sin, back into the trials where you're, you're going, you know what, I just need to have a drink. And, and you're, you're destroying the roots. The root systems start becoming corrupt. Next thing you know, you're, you're back at the bar, you're back drinking every night again, and it just happened like that. That you may be filled with the fullness of God. And what are you being filled with? Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10 says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of man, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, bodily and you are complete in him who is the head of the principality and power. He's telling you, like, you need to be where there are going to be people who try to cheat you in these philosophies. And these different empty deceits of man. And that's happening today and it's happening from the pulpit. That's, that's what saddens me. That is happening from the pulpit. He's telling you for him who dwells in all the fullness of the Godhead. Like you need to be filled with, with Christ. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 it says, And do not be drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Whose influence are you under? Now you can remove the, the alcohol. Because let me tell you something. You know, you start having parties and stuff. And they start smoking the blunts and all that stuff's out there. And then everything's laced with fentanyl. And y'all getting hooked on stuff that you thought you'd never get hooked on. What are you filling yourself with? Right? He's telling you to be filled. And that, that word filled, as, as he's talking about it here in Ephesians 5.18, he's telling you to be, con that word actually means to be continually filled. Continually filled. Continually filled. Why? Because you're meditating on the law day and night. You're next to the stream. Your roots are deep. You're right next to God. Like, hey, where you need, I'm following you. I'm, I'm watching your footsteps because that's, I don't want to get off track. Look, I did that for 39 years. The last thing I want to do is do that again. Don't go back to your old lifestyle. Ephesians 3, 19, verse 21 says, And know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And we'll look at this when we get to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. Until we attain all the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And so for us is to exhibit the qualities of Christ. That's how you know if somebody's walking with God. What are they being filled with? If they're, if they're an example of Christ, if they're the salt and the light, they're being that example. They're knowing and growing in Christ. There's something there in Ephesians 4, verses 14, and we'll finish up there. And it says, So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. If you're going to be rooted and grounded in, in love, the last thing you need to be doing is being tossed to and fro. Right now, I see a lot of people that, that claim faith, but they're being knocked around like it's nothing. Because they're looking from human cunning and craftiness and schemes, things that they can grab a hold of and say, well, I, can, I need to believe in that. And they bounce around from thing to thing. And what you see is you see somebody who's spiritually immature and they're not grounded in the Word of God. They're not understanding and grasping what the biblical definition of agape love is. 
They don't understand that God's love is wide enough to include every person, that God's love is long enough to last through all eternity, that God's love is uh, deep enough to reach even the worst sinner, and God's love is high enough to take us to heaven. It's to understand that the love is also sharing truth. We forget this part. In Ephesians 4.15, it says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things, and whom is the head? Christ. Speaking the truth in love. Now, a lot of people will struggle because they, they say, Well, you're just supposed to love me. Um, what kind of doctor would I be if you had cancer? And I go, Man, I just love you, bro. And I let you leave the office and never tell you that you have a problem, that there's an issue. You have to understand, yes, we are to be loving, but you have to share the truth. There is two eternal destinations, heaven or hell. Everyone gets eternity, but there's two paths, the wide road and the narrow. The narrow leads you to heaven. The wide road will lead you to hell. See, that's truth. What separates you from a holy God? Sin. Not sins. One sin. One. I want you to think about when you were six, seven, eight years old. Just the first time you lied to your parents. You know you did. Nobody taught you. You just did it. Did you hit your brother? No. You got the stick in your hand. Right? One sin. Guess what? You're separated from a holy God. The only way that that can be reconciled was through the cross with Jesus Christ. You have to repent and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and ask Christ to dwell in your hearts, to take residence in your heart. But you have to understand, in Jude chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, it says, Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very, very diligent to write you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write you to, uh, to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Contend, contend, contend to the faith. Share the truth with them with love. Look, I love you, but the path that you're on, it's a path of destruction. It's a path that leads to hell. Be honest with them. Don't, don't sit and try to, oh, well, I thought God is love. God just loves me into heaven. No, you got to share truth with them. There's a reason the Apostle Paul pairs those two things together, love and truth. And when we study Ephesians chapter 4, which we'll be getting to in, in two weeks, we'll start Ephesians chapter 4 because at this portion of this, Paul has been telling us to sit so we can understand who Christ is. When we get to a cha chapter 4, he's going to tell you, time for you to walk. Time for you to walk as a believer. And so now it's time for communion. And so for, for us, communion is for believers. It tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27, it says, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. I just talked to you all about that in, in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So what we'll do here is, is because we go out live, I want to give this opportunity uh, 
for those that, that, that have not chosen to follow Jesus Christ to have the opportunity to make that choice today. To receive Christ is four things. We have to admit that we're a sinner. We have to ask for forgiveness and we have to turn from our sins and turn to Christ. We believe that Christ died on, on the cross, right, for our sins and we ask Christ into our heart and, and to be the Lord of our life. And so if with the eyes closed, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and pray and then we'll get started with communion. If that's you, if you want to receive Christ, if you're watching this online or you're watching from home and uh, you're, you're sitting there thinking, man, I never thought, I, there are many people that have come to faith from TV. Raul Reese being one of them. Steve being one of them who's standing over there during COVID started watching. And so who knows, you know, what God can do online for sure. And so just pray this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe in my heart you died for my sins and rose from the dead. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Be my Lord and my Savior. Believe, I believe, Lord, that you, I want you to be the Lord of my life. And help me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 